Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Postcast after the Jazz defeat the Minnesota Timberwolves 120-113 to win the season series from the Timberwolves, three games to one. This is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. David Locke along with Ron Boone. There's a little risky business music in the background. Just a little flashback there. Last time the Jazz won a division was 2007-2008. Risky business was still an old movie then. But as they head toward the fourth, Phoenix right now is up 77-64, only a 13-point lead on the Thunder. If the Thunder were to lose that game, the Jazz would be division champs again. Well, this was a really fun basketball game, particularly if you like offense and you like star players, because every big-time headliner came and had an unbelievable game. Yeah, one heck of an offensive basketball game. A team like the Jazz, which is known for their defense, you know, keeping teams under... uh, 100 points. Didn't look like that was going to happen tonight, especially the way things materialized in that first quarter with the um, Timberwolves going 11 for 22 in that first quarter. Timberwolves go 28 from 28 from the line tonight, so that's certainly, you know, I'm not going to defend the defense, but that does skew things a little bit when you suddenly are giving up that. The story coming in was the Timberwolves had stopped defending under Tom Thibodeau. Their last 15 games, they were 30th in the NBA in defense, and they stopped defending again tonight. The Jazz offense tonight, maybe one of the best offense tonight to the other. This was not a high-paced game, by the way. Just because the score was 120-113, it was a 91-possession game. It was really a story of just incredible offense uh, from the Jazz tonight. They shot an effective field goal percentage, which means if every shot had been a two, of 69% tonight. Well, and, and it, a lot of these were tough shots. I mean, Gordon did a great job of getting getting to his spots. Um, and Joe Johnson, I mean, what a, he, he really, I thought, saved the basketball game, probably in that third period where he came out in that third, and he had eight points at the half, ended up with 20 after the third quarter. So he got 12 points in that third quarter that really, um, I mean, he just had, had it going. Kind of reminded you of the first game of the year against the Portland Trailblazers when uh, he just got it going. Well, Joe got two nights off, and if you actually look at the numbers this year, whenever Joe has two nights off, he has been brilliant, and you'd think that hopefully in some of the playoff games he might get two games off, nights well, off. That, that just might happen the first game of the... Of the could know, very well. You could have a Saturday-Tuesday, and then you got it twice in a row. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the Jazz offense has is, is, is picked up, and, and I think... The field goal percentage that they're, the way they're shooting the basketball is, is, is going to um, carry them, I think, because defensively, you know, as good as they've been all season long, teams, when they start to prepare for you, they're going to score against the Jazz. I mean, they got some, you, you look at this young team here, I mean, they didn't have any problems scoring against the Jazz. So offensively, the, that, that's going to definitely have to continue to play well. And the separator is that three point line. You know, well, they were playing well. I mean, that was like a 10, a 10 three-point shooting night was, was automatic almost. The different, you know, Minnesota classifies as one of these teams we have a hard time with. The stretch five 
whether it's Boston, Memphis, or Minnesota, has been a team that we just struggle with. And tonight matched as well the defensive end. You mentioned Joe Johnson. The other, the highlight tonight also is Gordon Hayward's fourth quarter. We will get to it. But the other one is Derek Favors tonight comes in and he scores 13 points in 16 minutes. And what jumped out to me, Ron, is the number we've talked about with him all year is that he was shooting 56% at the rim. When he used to be one of the best rim finishers in the NBA, he dunked four times tonight. Yeah, and the one I was impressed with, I know he caught a couple around the rim and just exploded, dunked the basketball. But the one that I was very impressed with is that one where he gets it, it's like a mid-slip pick and roll that he gets from Gordon, and he catches it on the on the move. And it's like one step in front of the free throw line, and he just explodes to the basket. I mean, that's what I impressive. That's what we're so used to seeing him do all of all of last season. It's interesting, as I made the comment earlier when Gobert went out in foul trouble, that we didn't have the role game anymore because Derek just hasn't done it all year, and then he showed it right there. But that's another one that's huge tonight is the Jazz recently have been okay when Rudy Gobert's went off the floor. Rudy got his fourth foul about a minute into the third quarter, and the Jazz were able to stretch the game with Rudy on the bench tonight. That is a huge difference to what they've been doing recently. Tonight, Rudy was plus one in a game the Jazz won by seven early after the All-Star break. The, that was the furthest thing from the truth. That has been the case for the last two weeks as the Jazz have both been positive when Rudy's on and off the floor. And, and what a great time for, for Derek to come back and have a good night. I know Jeff Withy's been stepping in there and, and giving Rudy a rest and, and, uh, and, and playing well enough to the point where uh, they, the Jazz could win some basketball games. Rudy leads the team in, in fouling out. He's at five this year. And so by getting in the foul trouble tonight and having those guys behind him and Derek Favors coming back, that was um, that, that was huge, I, I, I thought, because if he'd have got into foul trouble without Derek Favors tonight, this could have been could have been disastrous. Jazz didn't get great point guard play tonight from Shelvin Mack and Dante Exum. Dante did some nice things. Shelvin did some nice things. But they got it from Joe Ingles. Eight assists, a new career high for Joe, and he really is playing with the ball in his hands an awful lot with George Hill out. And I wonder in the playoffs if we might not see him with the ball in his hands even more when George is not on the floor. Well, I think we'll always see him with the ball on his head. I think Quinn Snyder trusts him. He trusts him to make a play. Uh, he's not in a hurry. doesn't make a lot of mistakes out there on the floor. can shoot the three, which means they have to defend him. Um, but I've always been surprised all season long about the way the Jazz move the ball. I mean, this is, this is a uh, – they play a little slower pace, but a lot of guys touch the basketball on their offense. Now Joe Ingles has eight assists. Boris Diaw has eight assists. George Hill has eight assists, and Gordon Haywood has eight assists. That's been the high for our team this year with the, those guys, um, you know, those those four guys just getting assists. We don't have a guy that's gotten 10, 12, 13, 14, you know, like some teams do. Final one tonight is Gordon Hayward, career high, 39 points. He gets uh, 14 of those in the fourth quarter. And, Ron, I, I'm a, I mean, he was great tonight, but it's, it's more of a culmination of something we've seen all season long, the fact that he – rebuilt his whole entire game in the offseason which is to me just still an incredible story considering the fact that he was a max player who probably didn't need to do that if he wanted to get the money again but he had such personal pride that he wanted to and the other one that's just remarkable for me maybe i'm very personal on this is that kind of came in with gordon and i i've watched him grow from that kid who got the ball thrown at him by darren williams who barely played a little bit got delante west put the finger in his ear he had the breakout game in minnesota as a rookie where he had 24 and you kind of wondered if that you know this guy dominated the game. Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns are number one picks, and he went toe-to-toe with them tonight. 
as an all-star, and it's just an incredible rise of a committed all-star, and that's cool. And I don't think there's any doubt, and I totally agree with you with his his elevation, that way he's elevated his game. Offensively, I mean, he's, he's... he does so many things well that's made that's made him an all-star and, and potentially one day down he might be an all-league player. But I think what's what, what you're talking about is this toughness now. He's toughened up. Uh, he, he doesn't mind getting hit. Uh, he, he's not afraid of anyone out there on the floor. I mean, you can't intimidate him, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And, and that will carry him uh, in, in definitely into stardom when, when you're, you're not a soft player. This is a, this is a non-contact sport, supposedly. But, David, you can't be soft in this league because you're going to be a fan. I was just going to say, you've said a lot of the broadcast. You never said who you were talking about. I'm certain plenty of times we were talking about Gordon. Yeah. Where you were, you know, he's our best player and he's soft in the league. We're in trouble. He's not soft anymore, and that is the big change. It, it, it really is, and I'm glad to see. I mean, he's bigger. He's gotten stronger, and, and he's really learned how to use his strength, his, his, his body, uh, to, to – uh, to get to the free throw line, and, and boy, when you're an 85% free throw shooter, don't be afraid of going to the free throw line. Third most amount of points he's ever. What do you have? In, what do we just, he have in the 15 in the fourth quarter? Is that right? 14. Yeah, he had uh, yeah, 25. At 14. Half, ended up with 39. Yeah, 14, 14 equals the third most amount of points he's ever scored in the fourth quarter. The most he ever had was the duel with Kevin Durant when he had 17 in the fourth quarter, uh, going head to head with KD on January 7th, 2014. There have been these little markers along the way in Gordon's career. The first one is that first game in Minnesota's rookie year. Then there's the matchup with Durant in 2014. There's the matchup with Carmelo in 2015. There were a bunch of them we saw last year, and then tonight uh, matches into yet another one uh, for Gordon Hayward. Jazz win it if Oklahoma City does not come back to Jazz your division champs, and the magic number is three for three games to go for the Jazz to be able to get home court in the first round. If Oklahoma City loses tonight, the Jazz know they are playing the L.A. Clippers. That is Postcast on Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.